Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Arvina. This week on the show, I have comedian Kevin Collier. Kevin is out in the Phoenix area of Arizona. He hosts a show called Comedy Off Sunset at Comedy Off Main Street in Mesa. And you can also find him on Twitter and Instagram at KJamesCollier. And this week, he and I discussed e-fetting. I had no idea what this was. He explains it super quick into the episode, so just stick around. He'll he'll make it all make sense. But it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy. Go ahead and right off the bat, because I've never heard this word before. Just like, I would, I don't even know what I would think that this means. But what does it mean? <laughs> so I mean, fetting. I guess they get from like federation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the WWE used to be called the World Wrestling Federation, which was just. I don't know what they called it. I don't even know what that means, to yeah. be honest. But, like, a corporation. But, um, basically, it's, like, an, a writing competition uh, that's based around fictional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, you come up with your own character, and other people have their own characters, and you get booked in matches. Mm-hmm. And then you write what's called role plays, and then you're basically whoever... There's judges, and whoever is judged to be the best role player for the match wins the match okay so it's almost like um it's not even like fantasy it's like the ultimate fantasy sports because you're not even going off real wrestlers you're creating your own with their own special skills right yeah they have like their own world so like there's different companies out there uh the one that i was with for a while was called the extreme wrestling federation uh-huh. so of course it's spelled with an x i was gonna say just the x no xwf <laughs> and um and they, there wasn't really anything extreme about it but they just thought that would sounded cool i guess mm-hmm. and uh it was a, it was a like basically a, a really strange thing. Like people would usually basically, you have what call what's called a pick base. Yeah. So you would take like a celebrity or something, and that's what your character would look like. Oh. So you would write like a description of your character, uh, height and weight, and you know all the different like special moves they have. And you gave them cool names, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of characters. I had a guy um, called Mr. Amazing, Vincent Jameson, <laughs> which was. <laughs> Which was, he was basically just a rip-off of The Rock yeah. at first. You know, like, he would just, like, The Rock used to call himself uh, the Great One. So he'd be like, one-on-one with the Great One. And my guy was like, he called himself the Man. So he'd be like, the Man has spoken, and you've gone one-on-one with the Man. And, uh, yeah, he, he started out like that. And then it, it's really interesting how, uh, like, when I first started, like, all of the promo, like, what, the writing, what you would do is called a role-play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would just be like a promo like you would see on WWE or WAF uh, at the time. And basically you're just making fun of your opponent and just, you know, trash talking. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Uh, but at a certain point it evolved into like a very intense writing. Like like you would write about your wrestler's life yeah. outside of the ring and all their relationships. And, and they would get more and more ridiculous like, like this this one guy had a character called uh, he was called Drake Komodo or something. Uh, Based off of Drake the rapper. P- 
before, uh, it was before that. Before, I think. Okay. Pre-dated. How old was, were you when you started doing this? Uh, I was like 17 or 18. Oh, okay, so you've been doing this for a little while. Yeah, so I, I started in high school, and I had been doing like, I had found these games that were like simulation games uh, on my computer mm-hmm. for wrestling, where you basically book all the shows, and you make your own promotion, and you're not playing with other people. It's just like a simulation game like you would have in any sports game where they have kind of the GM mode or something like that and it was kind of lonely and I thought well what if there's a thing like this where you could do with other people and uh, and then I found out about eFed somehow and and basically I was combining two of my favorite things uh, pro wrestling and writing yeah and I was like okay I don't know what this world is but I'm gonna get into it and yeah it was just it was just crazy over the top and <laughs> yeah that is so funny because it's like the more you explain it, it's it's so much like fantasy sports meets like <laughs> like The Sims Live kind of. I, don't I know. guess I mean it was like, all like fan fiction too, even right. Yeah. And I, it was funny because I was thinking back, like I actually started writing fan fiction before this, before I even knew what fan fiction was. For like, wrestling? No, just uh, it was for uh, for Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. I was a huge Star Wars nerd, mm-hmm. and so like in seventh grade. I decided to write my own Star Wars story, and it was right after Episode One came out, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like with my friends. I would kind of predict what was going to happen in Episode Two, and we were totally wrong yeah. and off base, of course. But I had like in my head, I had heard like rumor that like I had I was a seventh grader thinking like I'm going to write the greatest Star Wars episode. <laughs> they're going to make it into a movie, and they're going to make it into. <laughs> and I had like in my head, I had like three sequel, you know, like or two sequels, so it was like a, its own trilogy. And uh, and I, I called it episode thirteen because yeah. I it's funny now because they're making seven yeah. through nine at least. And I know like back in the day I was like I heard there's rumors they're gonna make seven through nine and maybe they'll make ten through twelve. So mine's gonna be thirteen so it doesn't interfere with what they're already gonna make. Yeah. And this was like there was no we had no idea that they were actually gonna make these movies so and that Disney was gonna acquire them and all this stuff. Uh, blow up into this enormous empire. Right. So that was what I started with, and and then I, I guess I what was cool about eFeds is that it was like um, it was a weekly thing. So you'd have the matches, and you might have like, yeah, there were weekly shows, and then they had like a monthly like a big pay per view show where you would you write longer role plays for and things. But it was something where you write a thing, and then somebody else writes a thing and it's a competition and then you see results right away of like you know who wins and and, and it kind of drives you to do more because I would do a lot of writing projects like that that Star Wars story I look back on it because I had it years later mm-hmm. I, I found it <laughs> in storage and I threw it away it was terrible oh, no. I, I know I shouldn't have but I was like this this writing is terrible it felt like embarrassing to yeah I, and I was so proud of it at the time <laughs> but like I used to write a lot of stories I was a creative writing I love fiction and I would never finish them mm-hmm. and so this was something where it was cool because I would just like there was like a set time like you do it in this time and whatever you get in like there's you see some result from it and then you can build on it so for the next match you might you might have a match against someone and then they win and then you have like the next week you have a tag team match against that same person and a partner and then you have a partner and you can kind of talk with the person who's writing your partner and come up with like a strategy and come up with you can use their characters and your stories and kind of interact 
and you would write even promo segments for the shows. Sometimes you could write them in and submit them. And it was all done on message boards. Yeah. Like, it was all very archaic. Yeah, yeah, because there, was, there wasn't anything else, really. Like, I mean, chat rooms could only do so much at that time. Right. It's not like Facebook Messenger where you can do pretty much anything. You can send people, like, money and stuff. Right. We didn't have Mies. Yeah. Like, like we hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So it's all, like, just, like, theater of the mind. Like, you describe how this guy looks and you just kind of, like, teach his own. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, choose your own adventure but also other people have a say. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it was kind of cool. Did anyone ever do, like, any, um, like, improvisation in... There wasn't any that, like, everything was already, like, written out ahead of time? Well, the show wasn't live, per se. It's, like, you would write your role plays, and then they would actually have volunteers to write the matches. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, because the people who ran the shows didn't have enough time to do it in the week, so every match had to be written out, like, move by move, what happened. And I wrote a lot of matches, too. Like, I'd, I would write role plays, and then I'd come and submit uh, matches, and basically you would submit two endings, like, or multiple endings, like, hey, this person wins, and this is what happens. This person wins, and this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And then they would even, like, go in and edit. I guess it's almost like, like having an editor if you're, doing like a like an article yeah. like you would go in and submit what you want and then they might tweak it a little bit and so when you read the finished product that's when you find out the result yeah and so um you know like you could work together with people leading up to the show mm-hmm. but then they would just post the show and so it'd just be a link and they usually put like fun colors on there and like a crazy like you know, artistic background and stuff, and you just read through the show, and you'd be waiting to see your segment to see, like, oh, what happened with my character? You know, did anybody attack me, or did, you know, something happen? And and it was kind of exciting because it's this really interactive thing, and I built, like, relationships with these people all over the world, like people in Japan, Australia, mm-hmm. like, all over the world, and I didn't know them in person. Right. But now we're all Facebook friends. Oh, and that's so awesome. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, some of them still do it, and uh-huh. I haven't done it in years, but, like, I'm still Facebook friends with them, and they'll comment on things, and uh, some of them even became comics. Like, there's a guy in, I think he's in Boston or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember, but but he's, like, a comic now, and he just started out, you know, open micing recently, and I'm like, hey, if you're ever in the area, like, we'll do a show or a mic together or something. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and one of the weird things that came out of it is I, I like, I think back on this, I'm like, why did I do this? Like, it was so <laughs> strange, but... So the owner of the XWF, his name was Jonathan. He was probably pushing 40 at the time. Uh And I was 18, and I was in college. And uh, most of the people lived all over the place. So he posted something on the message board. Hey, I'm going to a WWE pay-per-view at the Staples Center. Does anybody want to come? And I put in, like, oh, yeah, I'd definitely love to come. You know, I'm a, I'm a freshman in college. Yeah. You know, I'm away at, sc- at school in the dorms, and I was like, oh, something to do, you know? Like, this is awesome. And uh, and he paid for the ticket. Oh, that's so awesome. And he paid for the food and the drinks and the parking. All I had to do was pick him up. So I went to his house in, like, Long Beach uh-huh. and drove him there. And he was cool? He wasn't a creep? He wasn't. I mean, he I mean, he looked like a creep. Like, yeah. you look at him, and you're like, oh, my God. Because, like, he used, his pick base was him. Like so, we knew what he looked like, well, and he was like yeah. he's like big, tall, like kind of gangly guy, and you're just like what you see is what you get. Kinda. Like you know, goatee, just kind of creepy looking. Yeah. But he was a super nice guy. We had a fun time, and it was like totally chill. Like I went to my first WWE event, like because I took a chance on that, mm-hmm. and 
that was all made a connection through that. I didn't even know him before that. Like I just, I mean, I talked to him online, but it was like yeah, it I just went personal. to this with a stranger, for sure. <laughs> who's like, could who knows what could happen? <laughs> something real bad could have happened. Exactly. Very lucky that this guy didn't like do something terrible. Exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, I keep hitting my keys. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, <laughs> what was like? What are like some of the most memorable? like stories that you remember either you posting or you reading from others um there was a there was this character he was called T-Money and he was like a total like gangster but like the guy was a great writer Uh insane writer and like when I first started he was kind of already established and I I made it a point to like target him right away just to kind of like oh you got to take out the big dog or whatever and I wasn't really on his level like writing wise or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and we had like this several year long thing where we would kind of like attack each other and stuff we never really had a match Yeah. and I was always on like the lower end of the car like he was one of the main event guys and I was kind of working my way up and this was Mr. Amazing I had like other characters too you can tell you about those two if you have time yeah yeah but um but yeah eventually like uh, xwf like went under new ownership and kind of died and i think we never had that match yeah and i was like oh well that was you know like that was always building and it was always like you know i wanted to face off against him and see how i fared and then a few years later they had like a reunion show and they were like oh this is our our last they called it last breath like they always had like these fan fun names for the shows and they're like this is the final show we're gonna do a big reunion show anyone have a match in mind that they want and I requested to face him and I don't think I won but it was like such like it pushed me so much to my writing like I wrote like the deepest like stuff yeah. that I've ever written yeah. like it's weird as that sounds but like I put like a lot of like stuff into it and then yeah and yeah I was like you know doing this on the side like I don't want to do homework I'm going to write my yeah. we call them RPs for sure I'm going to write my RPs and I'm gonna, and we would write like thousands and thousands of like uh, words on these things yeah. like every week it was insane just full on like people would write stories. novels yeah. like people would write novels like there was this one guy that would write like 20,000 words like a week like how and he would always win because if it was like, oh, I don't even want to read that. It's just, yeah. he, I know he did more work than the other guy, so he wins. But, yeah, like, I think I, like, the way that they wrote it, I, like, almost won, and then I didn't quite win, but it was, like, he respected my character after that, and then, like, you know, it was just kind of a cool moment. And then another one was a, a, a another big-name guy, Lee Stone. He was, like, their, he was like this New Zealand guy that had this background. His his pick base was Usher, you know, like he's this menacing character, but he looks like Usher, yeah. which was kind of ironic. Um, and and he was like the big dog, mm-hmm. the big dog. And I had a tag team match against him, and I don't even think my team won, but it was an elimination match. And my guy pinned him in the match, and he wrote the match mm-hmm. that way so that I would beat him. And I was like, oh, that's. That's, like, a really cool thing. So it was, like, a kind of earning my way in, yeah. which was... It just... It sounds so weird to talk about, but it was a really fun thing yeah. that I did for quite a while. Are there, like, conventions for, for e-vetting? Not that I know of. Okay. Well, it's purely online, mostly. I don't... I mean, it's, it's still going on. Like, yeah. I haven't done it in probably five, six, 
that probably since like I got married because yeah. you know I had a life at that point. <laughs> uh, not that you know these guys don't, but I mean most of the people I was in it with don't do it anymore. Yeah. But there are some people still doing it. And I hear little whispers here and there, and I'm I don't know what they're doing, but. Like, I would come, if I were to come back if, for a one-time thing, people would be like, who's this old fart? Like, it's just yeah. weird, like, how quickly <laughs> it, it passes. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I had, a, I had a couple other characters. I had this guy called Crazy Crimson Klein. <laughs> and he came out to, like, King Crimson. Oh, you could pick your, like, entrance music, too. Oh, nice. And it was, like, you know, 21st century schizoid man. And he was just basically, like, a, he was falsely put in a psych ward for like murdering his wife or something but it, he didn't do it and you know like I had all these convoluted stories what with was the, his pick base? Uh, he was uh, Mar from Sin City oh that's so funny Mickey Rourke's character yeah. like not Mickey Rourke but Mickey Rourke specifically is yeah. this character because I'm like I just pictured this grizzled guy yeah, and he was black and white so like you know I would have people do graphics for like like I would do a, they had layouts so you would do like a very like crazy graphic layout to write your RPs on and then you would submit a link to it. Mm -hmm. That's what the fancy people did. Like most people just write it on the uh, uh, on the message board itself and then they would put different colors for like dialogue. You're like, this guy speaks in blue, this person speaks in pink or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I did that mostly but then I would get these layouts and, and it would be a challenge. Like people would be like, well, how do you like do this with a black and white character and like it just I picked like the worst one I was like it looks cool but then there's like very few pictures on the internet at the time yeah so I was like oh yeah there's the two pictures of him <laughs> that we use back and forth that's really funny and then I had a guy actually called El Grande Loco nice <laughs> he was a big huge uh, luchador uh -huh. but like I love that. He, he would, he would like, try to do the little guy moves and, like, fly through the air and stuff. Yeah. But he would also, like, be aware that he was huge and he would just crush people. <laughs> like, he, his finishing move was just picking people up and just running into a wall or the turnbuckle, just full force. I called it, like, the freight train or something. <laughs> like, I just made, he was, like, my silly character. When I wanted to be silly, I just made him. I had another character. Like, I would just, I would get bored with my characters and I would yeah. come up with new characters. I had a guy named George. Penn, and he was like a snobby rich British dude <laughs> and but he was like evil like just evil incarnate yeah. like and uh, like I so I would just think of like the most evil thing I could think of and be like he's gonna do this you know and like I felt bad but I was like oh it's like you're getting like out your aggression and your writing yeah. somehow and I had a guy just called Walker Morris and he was like a surfer dude mm -hmm. slash like musician that's like oh, I just do wrestling on side <laughs> You know, I just hang out, and I live in Malibu, and, and then I got bored with him, yeah. and I turned him into a superhero alter ego called Woe Man. Whoa, man. Like, whoa, man. That's so funny. And, like, he would, he would come out and be like, I'm Woe Man, hear me roar. That's so <laughs> Stupid stuff. Were there, um, were there any rivalries between the, the users of the message board like any people like or like even with like the characters flame wars. like or like <laughs> flame wars or even just like notorious rivalries between certain fictional characters um, like one that you created and one that like someone else created or whatever yeah they, I mean there definitely were I think there was behind the scenes stuff like there was people that like had never met each other in real life but, but legit hated, hated each other and like everybody knew it and you just be like where do these deal and a lot of times they'd be like two 16 year olds you know like and you're like okay and then there would always be like some guys that were like 
maybe suicidal, like, and you would just see them posting stuff, like, very, like, they'd have emo, there was, I think there was a character just named Emo Kid, or Mr. Emo, or something, (laughs) and he just, like, and he was, like, some, you know, some rock, emo rocker, I don't even know, Jared Leto, or something, was his pick base, and he would, like, like, you would never know if he was just being a character or if he was seriously in trouble. And it was kind of scary because you'd ever be like, oh, we haven't heard from this guy in a while. Is he still alive? Jeez. And there were some guys that nobody liked that they would just stick around and were like, why do we keep giving this guy opportunities? Like, he's legit like an asshole in real life, yeah. you know? And um, I don't know. They had They had some big rivalries, but that stuff was more, like, just the juicy stuff. Like, oh, like, mm-hmm. did you hear about this? And... Yeah. Were there any, like, female characters that were... There were a few. There was this girl, uh, she used Aaliyah as her pick base, and she was called mm-hmm. Star, and she was actually really good. There was this other one, uh, it's a Japanese girl uh, from Japan, and she she was called, like, Tomoko Hanahara, and she was, like, an assassin slash hired gun. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she actually... Um, came in with this group called, and she was like in disguise called Hired Sword and then there was a guy called Hired Gun and and they had like characters that would ma- mock each other like at a certain point like they like kind of reach meta uh, it was crazy there was a guy called Weapon Ashen and he was just basically like a um, he was like a robot or an android or something you know like a, like a Terminator type yeah. character but like Terminator if he was goth. <laughs> and his oh, pick base was like a picture of him because he was just a creepy looking dude with long black hair. And uh, and he just would write these like epic stories about like, you know, like ro- like the robot going crazy and killing people and like nothing like rooted in reality at all. And then there was like a guy that came along later and he was like weapon... I can't even remember it, but he was weapon something else, and it was like a, he was like a mocking of that character, and then they had a big feud. <laughs> did, um, where did, mo- like, most of your inspiration come from, like, when coming up with characters and their stories? Um, it's funny, because a lot of them started just from me playing wrestling video games mm-hmm. and creating the most ridiculous characters I could come up with. Like, my brother and I used to play them, and we were like, what if we made a guy like this? Like, I played this game... <laughs> Uh, it was, like, a terrible game. It was on the original Xbox. I can't remember. It was, like, WWE Raw or something. And that you could basically... I found out you could make a guy with red skin. <laughs> so I made him all red. And that's where Crazy Crimson Klein came from. Oh, because that it was, like, you could, you could take... Uh, you know, there were some words that they could say, like the announcers would say. So you could pick words, and it was like, you know, three words. So it was like crazy, crimson, Klein. And those were the words they could say, so we would announce them. Crazy, crimson, Klein. And he was, I made him like seven foot something, like as tall as you could make him, like yeah. ridiculously tall and red skin. Just this devil man. Yeah, just like insane. And then obviously, like, when it came time to, like, introduce him as a character I had to more ground him and I don't know I just like took the idea of crazy and I was like what if he was like in a mental institution but like you know like he had gotten he had pled insanity for some crime and he got in there but like he didn't actually do the crime and then there's this mystery like his wife died with the baby like 
in utero in the bathtub and it's like this whole Damn. tragedy thing. And so then dark. years later I had like this this story where like he finds out his son's actually alive <laughs> and but he's like kidnapped by some drug kingpin and like I had to keep one-upping myself because these characters would get boring to me and I'd be like what's more interesting you know so I would just come up with the most outlandish stuff I could think of and just write it and and it's crazy because all a lot of that's lost like I have some notes of the things I wrote yeah but like the website is like gone or it's been revamped so I'm like I might have some of these hidden in an archive somewhere but I'm like all of my like I feel like some of my best writing I ever did was like the world will never see beyond Ife. <laughs> right. It's just a distant memory in yeah. a group of young people's. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy thing. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. Um, did your brother also do eFitting with you? No. My brother was like, you know, he actually played sports uh-huh. and was popular in high school. Yeah. And you were more the, I, the artist intellectual type and he was more the jock. Right. And I, lo- I always looked up to him. And so, like, when I was younger, I would always copy everything that he did, uh-huh. but not, like, poorly. You know, yeah. like, like he was a really good artist and I would be like, I can draw too. And I would, like, make, like, knockoff versions of whatever weird superhero. He came up with weird superhero characters in, like, seventh grade. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. And I would, like, try to make versions, but, like my versions were just shoddy like mm-hmm. <laughs> and so and but he got me into a lot of the stuff that I still like to this day but he's no longer into like uh, rock music like he got me into that he doesn't and like rock music he's only into rap and oh. only Christian rap because he's oh. all pious and stuff interesting <laughs> and I, I hope he never listens to this but he probably he might who knows? But um, I, I don't want to knock him too much. <laughs> he might listen. But um, but yeah, like he got me into rock music. He got me into wrestling, and then like we were both into it. But he grew out of it at some point, and I didn't. Like yeah. I actually wanted to be a wrestler in college. Like I think when I kind of stopped e fighting for a little bit, I actually went to a wrestling school in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. It was called the School of Hard Knocks. And I thought, like, like, they have schools where you can learn to, like, you know, do the moves properly so you don't get hurt and, like, actually become a wrestler. Mm -hmm. You have to pay, like, $1,500 or something to, like, do it. So I saved up money for my part-time job, and I was, like, making payments, and I was like, I can totally do this. You're determined. And I did it for, like, a few months, and I was like, you know, I've never been in shape in my life, (laughs) and I kind of need that for this. And I just gave up on it. But, like, I tried it, you know. And so I think there's a lot of things in life that I'm, like, it's cool that I can look back and now, like, you know, doing comedy is something that I'm, like, really passionate about. But, like, you know, there was a lot of things along the way. Like, I wanted to play guitar, and I tried playing guitar, and I sucked at it. So I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, you know, where I kind of, like, was trying to find myself, like, oh, this is what I want to do. And at least I tried it, you know. Even if it didn't work out, I'm like, well, I tried to do the thing that was a dream of mine, you know. For sure. And most people can't say that. Yeah. Some people don't even, yeah, they don't try at all. Yeah. So I guess, and then, you know, after I stopped doing e-fetting, one of the things I got into was... Comedy, uh, right? Comedy. But, like, before that, I mean, I kind of did comedy off and on, Mm -hmm. but I was doing, I was doing blogging. Mm -hmm. And I did a, I had a wrestling blog. Mm -hmm where I just talked about wrestling and stuff. I, I couldn't figure out exactly what I was going to do with it. I had interviewed a few wrestlers for it, oh, and awesome. I called it Dark Match Diaries, which yeah. Dark Match is basically, like, the match that they that's non-televised. Like, mm-hmm. if you go to a WWE show, like, they'll have a match just for the live crowd, and it's not going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call those Dark Match. So I was like, ah, oh, Dark Match Diaries, and I got darkmatchdiaries.com, and I kind of got tired of that, and then I got into music blogging. I had this mm-hmm. blog called The Stereo 
lounge. I had the stereolounge.com, and I was like, I had these two, and I was doing those concurrently, and try, but here and there, and and then I just kind of like lost interest after yeah. a while. And comedy is something that like I had stopped doing for a while when I had kid, my had my first kid. Mm-hmm. And I got back into it, and now I'm like, oh, I like, I love this, and I want to keep doing it. So, in, in a sense, I'm still writing. Like, I'm just writing a different way, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm just writing jokes now. Yeah, it still comes from the same place. It's like- yeah. So, like, I always had to have a creative outlet, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I was younger, I always wanted to write fiction. Just I, I was like, I'm gonna be a novelist. I'm gonna live the American. I'm gonna be the next great American novelist. Yeah. And then, like, there's a certain part when I'm just like. I kind of hate my writing, and I'm like, I don't know if it's terrible, because other people tell me it's good, Mm -hmm. but I just, and then I just never feel like writing fiction anymore, so I don't know if that's just something that's on the back burner, and at some point I'll come back to it, or if it's just like, well, that was another thing that I tried and wasn't going to work out. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's worth at least trying to get back into. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) now I'm doing comedy. Yeah. That's that's what I've been doing for a while. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. This was an awesome talk, and I'm glad I drove all the way out here just to do this. (laughs) Jake, you were doing other shit, too. (laughs) Uh, Comedy. (laughs) All right, thanks.